You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. All right, everybody. One, two, one, two. What's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated worldwide Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Bringing the balance back to black radio since 1998, whether it's on your FM dial, internet radio station, favorite cultural website, or podcast. You got myself in the music and commentary mix, DJ Fusion. On the side, you got my bro who did the same. Let me have him go ahead and introduce himself. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, the whole we are wide world and galaxy. United Broadcasting the United States Eastern Seaboard, of course. I saw Raw, Black Hawks, Baca Stone, John L. L. John Rockwell, of course, me and Fusey Rockfin as well, bringing much love and good vibrations to higher and lower beings of the galaxy. Much love, and we're about to blast off and give you the funk. What's the deal, Fusey? Ah, doing good, doing good. Um, as you definitely know, and some of our listeners may know, it's been really busy on our ends as of late. We're in right. full press summertime mode with um lots of audio interviews coming up soon, hitting up these press events and stuff. So um, things are in motion with Fusebox Radio and Fusebox Media Fam. Um, we just need naps sometime soon, whenever we can schedule them. Um, but it's all good. Um, shout out to all of our um, old school listeners who've been rocking with us for the past few years. Shout out to people who are new and have ran, run into us, whether it's via recommendations from said listeners, if y'all just ran to us on the internet, whatever have you. We deeply appreciate all you cool folks. And for those who are new, yep, let me yep. just break down really quickly how we do the show. At the beginning, we do our basic promo spiel um, in terms of all the ways y'all can check us out and so forth and so on. Then we talk about a little bit of things on the news and commentary and that this came up during the past week or so. And then we get into our various music mixes of old and new school goodies representing the black diaspora, such as hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and plenty, plenty more. And um, yeah, let's get right into that. Especially because we're rounding up right into a 4th of July weekend here in the States. It's an extended weekend. And even that's going to be a partial work weekend for us with maybe a day of chilling. So, yeah, we're not going to be as talky on this particular um, commentary segment as with the past last ones or two. But it's all good. It's all good. We definitely got some stuff we got to touch base on. You can check out the Fusebox Radio broadcast at our official website, FuseboxRadioOnline.com, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com, or FuseboxRadio.com, because we finally got that domain name after literal years of um, trying to get that joint. Our official blog site is BlackRadioIsBack.com, and our official photography site is FuseboxRadioPhotography.com. So for some of these press events we're talking about, you'll be able to see some of the pictures and stuff we got over there. Social networks, Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, one word. Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio is my personal page. And as I always say, y'all can try to join if you want. But if I see that you're, like, not engaging in any type of remotely intelligent conversation or just doing straight promo, I'm not going to be bothered because I'm a grown woman. I don't need to be bothered by all of that. 
And if you end up being contrary on either or page, um, people here have no problem with kicking you off. Life too short. Nah, I mean, so that's right. how um that goes. Um, on the fuseboxradio.com page, we do have our upcoming event listing. Um, I'm going to be at a few things the next um few months, getting the DJ spin on and whatnot. And then um some talking. Um, I'm actually in September going to be at two events speaking. One is going to be the Mid Atlantic Podcast Conference in the Greater Philadelphia area. Shouts out to them. And also going to be at excuse me an upcoming event in New York City, and that's going to be um very exciting. With um excuse me, some folks with a media summit, and we'll give more details as on that goes by. We literally just got that confirmed um a day or two ago. And folks might be rocking the D.C. State Fair again in August. We've got to try to see how that goes. We definitely already have lockdown in October. The another spot, um, rocking and rolling the Marine Corps Marathon on the course. It'll be our fourth year doing that, which is All pretty right. awesome. And what have you. And um, real quick shout out to the fine folks of um, Rhode Island Avenue um, Main Street. Um, they had their um, Uprising Festival this past weekend, and I um, DJed a set over there with some um, great fellow DJs. And they literally had Rhode Island having all types of art events, vendors and stuff up and down the strip, so that's pretty awesome. Definitely got to give those fine folks some love. And also shout out to Petworth Market, was over there about two weekends ago um, oh. doing the spin off, you know, local vendors were doing their thing. So we we out here one way or another. And whatnot, right. and um, because we're in music festival season and concert season, and God knows what else, there's gonna be a lot going on with us. So just stay yep. tuned for all of the photographic and audio content that'll be dropping on those ends. And we still got some yep, other yep. stuff we're not going to announce just yet, because quite frankly, um, it's going good when we're being quiet about it. So I just want to keep that moving. And uh, being one who has been doing this for scarily about, shoot, it is now 18 years, um, this show has ran consecutively in one way, shape, form, or format, um, I know how people bite you, and I'm not in the mood for that. So if people are going to do that, they can do <laughs> afterwards. And um, that's that. Um, the Blackhawk definitely knows what we're talking about with um, some of the good things that we're working on right now. And yeah, man, um, that is about it. And if you don't remember any of this stuff, just search for Fusebox Radio Broadcast on your favorite search engine of choice, and you'll be able to find us. The podcast is available via all of your um, various main podcasting apps and sites and things, including iTunes, Stitcher, Audio Search, Player FM, um, Pocket Cast, and just tons, tons more, Overcast FM. And I'm other various folks. So, yeah, that's about it the promo spiel in. Um, News-wise, it's um, been hectic during the past few weeks. Some things we're going to get into a little more in-depth than others. Um, on a personal note, um, we just found this out not too long ago. Um, RIP to, um, excuse me, to Cleavon I. Schuler, man. Um, he was one of the first cats when I started doing the show back in the late 90s who um, hooked folks up with promo. And for right. people who are used to the MP3 age, like, 
promo was like you getting like your free CDs and vinyl if you were doing a show. And they didn't just do that for any old body. You know, and at the time, um, Cleveland had worked for Loud Records, for people who remember Loud. Well, yeah. And whatnot. And he was doing all types of stuff throughout the years, including um before he passed away um via all the digital. Um, Really good guy, really classy, professional type of dude. Um, good-natured, good spirit at large, and um, yeah, relative age contemporary. So it was a shock to find out that um he passed away. So condolences to his family, friends, and all the great folks who worked with him. And I had to mention that just because um, we're in an age right now, and both myself and the Blackhawk have at least forty plus years between us in terms of professionally doing various music things. Um, a lot of cats really ain't worth a damn sometimes when you do this music business thing, if we got to keep it all the way live, you know. Um, some of these folks won't care if you, you know, fall out and die tomorrow. And um, Ice Shula was one of those guys who would just check in and see how people were. It wouldn't be because if he was pushing a record or any other type of thing, like, yo, you know, what's going on? What's good? He treated everybody from the indies to the quote-unquote majors the same. No doubt. And um, that is really rare. And again, dude was a real class act, so definitely had to mention that. Also, um, R.I.P. to King Rain, um, big dude in the modern day of Canadian hip hop. Don't know how um him or um Cleavon passed as of late, but um that was definitely a shocker during this past week. So I definitely um wanted to put that out there as well on personal to the Fusebox Radio. Um, also on the end of um folks passing away. All the people who were um, killed or injured in Orlando with the Pulse Club shooting, uh, definitely um, thoughts, condolences, um, strength, and if people believe in that, prayers for everybody who was involved in that. This is my personal opinion. I'm going to put out there right now. Um, I don't care what your orientation is or how you sexually identify yourself. Nobody expects somebody to roll up in a place and start trying to shoot and hurt people for just trying to live their lives and have a good time. Either folks in the club late at night who were just, you know, trying to chill out like how anybody else would try to cool out during the middle of the week. And regardless of your viewpoint, you know, there was sickness and hatred that made somebody do that. Bottom line. And um, also one of the things that's interesting with this case that only so many people are mentioning, this was during a, a mostly black and Latino night this happened too. At this particular club. So besides the sexual orientation um, things and situation that's being pushed, which which is valid, which is very valid, um, you also had a people of color thing that happened with this particular killing too. So there are multiple, besides the fact that as a basic human being, again, who wants to go about their business and end up getting killed for no damn reason? So, um... That is definitely a tragic happening, and I think when we, like, we have this happen almost too much now in the United States, where it seems like damn near every other month to every month there's a big mass shooting on this particular level. I mean, over 100 people got shot with this particular one. They're saying that it's the biggest modern-day mass shooting that has occurred um, so far in this country. Um, There's always talk of gun control, and... um, I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible. Um, I think what both sides, pre, pro, and con with gun control miss out is the aspect of gun control came into this country in a jacked up way. 
as a um, person of color, I can't look at the NRA and be pro them because they pretty much formulated when folks like the Black Panthers and them were like, we want to have our own weapons. We want to have our own right to protect ourselves. And what have you. And, that, and you know, part of the um, early NRA and gun control situation with that was essentially a racial thing. You know, they didn't want to have black folks walking around doing open carry. To a degree, they still don't. You know, and it irritates me that that the basic situation with gun control has had an imbalance, not just towards black people, but towards plenty of um people of color in yeah. this country. Now, that being said, in my personal life, I don't see a need to get like something that's like a 50 caliber or a straight up automatic weapon. At the same token, I don't want to really deny anybody who's not out of their damn minds the right to go to a range and have one and do so. And I hate to say it, this country okay. is still not all together with people mentally. And, you know, it's a bad thing to have to think about, but I don't want to be on the wrong side if something goes down because I can't buy something. And the messed up thing of gun control in this country is that they usually try to use it to target against a particular group. It's not a equal thing. Like, if somebody does gun control right now and they do alterations, they're going to probably try to say, like, well, we need to have it against, quote-unquote, Muslim terrorists or people who we feel are terrorists. And that's usually people of color. Fair or unfair? No doubt. You know, and um, anti-government people of all backgrounds. But I think it gets scary when you get to that point, and it depends on who wants to paint you with the terrorist brush. Especially because we have various um, terrorism lists and stuff right now with everything from Do Not Fly and all of that that are admittedly very flawed. You could be on that list and not have done a damn thing but made somebody mad. And if that translates to somebody getting weaponry, that can be worrisome just off of a rights type of thing. Um, and then when you look at a case like um the Pulse shooting where they said that the FBI was eyeballing this guy for a minute and nobody did anything, it's like, well, whose damn fault is that? Whether people tried to set him up or whether it was, you know, we found out that this guy was a danger and somebody told us the thing, but nothing happened. Now, unfortunately, over 50-something people are dead and over 40-something are, are currently injured at the broadcast time. Um, I just... Gun control is a really complicated situation. I just hope that people with whatever they do be really careful with it and not necessarily use it for grandstanding because um, as a broadcast time, we had um, some of the Democratic um, folks in Congress do like a little over 24-hour sit-in for it. And no offense to them, especially like folks like Representative John Lewis, who, you know, he went through the shit during the civil rights era, you know, in terms of getting beat and rolling with King and stuff like that. But it's like, we've had so many mass shootings. Why this right now? This looks like political theater to me. Not saying that some people don't care, but it's like, why couldn't we have this when the Charleston shooting happened? Why couldn't we have this when Sandy Hook happened? You know, and all these other numerous shootings that occurred when the people were getting killed in the movie theaters and folks rolling up on the military bases. are like, why is this happening now? It was just happens to be during election year. Now, I ain't trying to be conspiracy you know, tin foiled up, but I don't know, man. It, it just rubbed me the wrong way. In the day, we need to stop sicknesses in people's minds, you know. 
you need to stop having people feel that the only way they can lash out against what they feel is messed up is by killing a whole bunch of people who literally haven't done a damn thing to them. No doubt. You know, but um, that's my thoughts on that. I don't know if you had anything else on that particular man. All I was going to say is that basically, I I definitely feel that, you know, that's one of the good things about America is that um, there's the ability for people to be able to protect themselves, at least on the books. And, um, you know, and, um, I do, I agree with you said that, um, that it, you know, people of color, black people should definitely have the ability to be able to get, you know, weapons, same weapons as anybody else is able to get. And that I'm never opposed to gun ownership. Um, not necessarily pro NRA, but, you know, uh, you know, because I don't know, NRA, like, like Susan said, cares about whether, whether we have, you know, equality as far as what that is concerned. But, you know, um, that's more or less my whole comment on it. I, you know, uh, I thought that, you know, something like this was going to happen. You know, this took place in the South. You know, at a club in the South, and a, you know, a, a gay club in the South, and I'm, I'm not surprised that that happened. Now, I'm not saying there hasn't been violence that takes place in gay clubs across the country. However, when there's that much many people die, I'm not surprised it did. I'm su- not surprised that it did not take place in a place like New York. I guess that's not gonna happen in New York. The, the influence that gays have on a level that's not necessarily flamboyant and out in public, you know, just in places where people you didn't know they was gay or at. I just don't see that happening. My point is, is that, you know, you know along with a lot of the um, racial things that had gone on there with the homosexual thing, or at least a hate of them, or at least a hiding of it. You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, so, um, that the aspect of it happening in the South, I could see it. I, I'm, I, I could see it happening more, and that that the worst example of the violent aspect took place in the South was just very reminiscent of just the, you know, you know, the violence and tyranny that had been going on, it, and especially influenced from out, you know, from internally and from externally within some of the situations that had been going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, before the Civil War, during slavery, mm-hmm. before the Civil War, during the Civil War, and afterwards. So, yeah, but that's about it, though. No doubt, no doubt. And, oh, one quick side note on this. What killed me about this particular story and situation with the way our mainstream media is here in the States is that you have people, with however you believe in things, mind you, because we know that people believe in um, different joints, you literally had like a week or two ago people complaining about a certain group of gay folks, you know, using public bathrooms in various places. But then they tried to act like the only folks who hated on um, gay folks were like ISIS or whatever the hell that dude tried to say that he believed in before, you know, he shot everybody up and he himself ended up getting killed. Um, division has always been a big thing here in this country. It's always been a big thing here in this country, whether it's regard to sexual orientation, race, so forth and so on. And this is not God's country. 
I think people need to make that very fucking clear. It's only not the God that decided to, to, to make a whole bunch of us, you know, be separate on a bunch of levels and try to have us fight each other instead of a bigger system that's jacked up, you know. So it's like, let's not be hypocritical here, guys. I mean, yes, there's definitely some nonsense from those folks. I mean, to me, neither side likes black Americans. So I just look at things that way, you know. But um, folks got to get careful when they get to do this division stuff while not necessarily looking at how they spread hatred of other folks who are quote-unquote different or quote-unquote not the norm or whatever have you. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to wrap that joint up. Um, next up, this um, Brexit joint, uh, pretty much um, Britain voting itself out of the European Union. Um, as a history person, this is fascinating to me. Because anybody who knows any part of history ever knows that England was one of those super fucked up um, colonialist powers for a very long time, at least the past 500, 600 years. And now they caught feelings with being a part of the European Union and being a part of various um, things that union encompassed, including, you know, a certain level of human rights and the amount of refugees that could come in from different countries, so forth and so on. And they didn't have a big majority, but they um, voted each other out. And there is the part of me that, you know, both myself and the Black Hawk know a decent amount of people in the UK. And it's like, well, dang, for average people, that's going to be jacked up because they're going to start losing out on some stuff. On another level, as a history person, I'm just there like, England's been fucked up. It'd be kind of funny if this is the way that chickens came to roost. If this was the way that, you know, part of their even modern day empire of stuff starts collapsing and ending, because you already have Ireland and um, Ireland and Scotland, you know, side eyeing them. Like the only reason we were hanging with y'all as part of the United Kingdom was because y'all were rocking with the EU. So we we're kind of ready to be out, you know, and England and the UK's point part of stuff is interesting now because you got to think some of those countries including those in um africa they didn't like let go until damn near the 80s and some of these places they still got you know little holds on including um up north in canada in a semi kind of sort of way so if you got a lot of people that they're like you know fuck this i'm gonna be out of england or we're not gonna invest as much money with these cats anymore or we're not gonna take them seriously militarily a part of me is kind of like good. And knowing other folks in Europe, a lot of people are kind of laughing at, at England because they felt that England was getting a little too big for their britches in the modern day age. And um, this is not like me co-signing the European Union being there like that's the best thing in the world ever and all of that. Um, but... I just think as much as they've leached off of other people and countries and their blood for years and years and years, including the continent, including the states, you got to think for a hot minute. And uh, more, um, I kind of see they deserve a pain in the ass for being a bunch of dickholes and trying to be like, well, we don't want these other people of color coming in here. We want to feel like, you know, we don't want to look at our system and try to change that around. So we're just going to blame things on poor folks and people coming in from other countries of all backgrounds so we're just going to pretty much cut our nose to spite our face 
Um, I'm kind of like, meh, good. Good. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, I'm curious to see how all this goes down. Like, um, at the broadcast time, like, a bunch of their, um, money got devalued. There's more racial incidents happening since they voted out. So, you kind of had people, like here, essentially kind of hiding their true colors until they feel that they can be a little free to act up. And I look at their thing in terms of being kind of frightening because I'm like, if y'all don't think the U.S. can fuck up like that, y'all are dumb. We got this Cheeto-hued mofo Donald Trump running for the GOP because you got people who have legitimate reasons on some level to be pissed, but a lot of folks just want to be able to, like, nigger call again. Or, quote-unquote, not be politically correct in whatever way they they, they seem fit. Yep, that's right. And I don't know how many people are going to learn the lesson from, you know, again, the UK pretty much cutting off its nose despite its face and having a lot of other people going like, well, psh, we don't got to pay y'all no never mind now. Matter of fact, we we divorcing you. Get, get the hell out, you know? So, yeah, man, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Um, I don't know if you have anything to say on that before getting to the no, think I think it, I think it's hyped in a way that is. I, I think there's obviously some information that's not being told, you know. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's, you know, they have a Wall Street over there, and so they're called, you know, they're, you know, their banking houses are the ones that are really calling the shots. You know, I think we see politicians and things of that nature, but you know. There's, there's advisors and people and go between between them. It's really about the money people and the fact that they control the land that the people who are put into charge of the government are, you know, are on. So you know, it depends on what happens and you know, it's, it's here and there. I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens. No doubt, no doubt. I mean. I think only so, like, just because the world's interconnected, I think it's a bit of a concern because it's like, if their money gets jacked up, that's going to jack up some of our money. But otherwise, I'm kind of like, mm, well, you know, I'm just going to save some popcorn and, and, and see what's good. You know, it would just be yeah. fascinating I mean, to be to old me, and see that's the way the empire falls apart. And see, to me, it's not necessarily about the money getting jacked up. It's about them purposely bankrupting it. Mm-hmm. And being, being at a place to being able to being able to withstand it, while maybe regular people um, have to deal with something and and and, and um, coming with a, a spirit and energy of desperation with their hands out. So you know, almost making people more subservient. You know. Because people are going to want to be able to take care of themselves and their family. So, you know, it, 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 it's a weird situation. I don't know, I, I don't know if, you know, if, 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 if that happens now. I think, I think people crash and burn and then build things up again. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of a, a, a protect that's been used, but we'll see what happens. No doubt, no doubt. Um, on a, Bit of a lighter note, the BET Awards happened well, um, a few days ago, 
And um, I didn't watch them when they originally um, came on. I ended up DVRing it and watching it later on because um, Game mm-hmm. of Thrones was on and this season was banging and that closure was awesome. But um, I'll nerd out over that another time frame. Yeah, I always said, I've only seen Game of Thrones one time. I saw it during my vacation when my homeboys was watching it. I just said I checked it out. It was very interesting. It's definitely, um, it's definitely them taking old ideas and bringing it into a new context. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah, like um, like I'm not a I'm not a fantasy and dragon Dungeons and Dragons and sword type of person, but I can watch that show. And this season, yeah. like the action and the plots, like sped up in a really good way and everybody in that show can act their asses off and um this um closure um for the season episode because they only got one more season left i was like i'm going to watch that and it was worth my hour and 15 minutes to to the t some bad guys got killed who i wanted to get killed some good guys got to a certain way some folks did some crazy evil shit um special effects it it it, as as people say now it was lit but anyway um so I get to the BT Awards and um, it's the best BET Awards they've had in a while, but I hate to say it, they haven't really made themselves a high mark on those awards in a long time. I think that them stepping up their game for the Prince tribute made the show a thousand times better than it oh, usually no. is. Um, of course, Sheila Ian admitted to me that was the best Prince tribute. Um, Bilal, of course, you know, did his thing well. Badu did her thing. Um, Jennifer Hudson was fine. Like, some people are, have torn into her. I don't really think it was bad. It was just a interpretation of a particular song. That was just kind of like, this, this is okay, you know, and all that. But if that's the worst I can say about all that, and they stretched it out throughout the show, and they had the clips online afterwards. Um, it was cool. But yeah, Sheila E. brought out all the old school cats that work with Prince. Like, that was eight minutes of them killing it. But, you know, those are all folks who, you know, damn near grew up with each other and and did stuff. So I didn't expect any less from that. And um, let's see here. I mean, BET Awards, like most award shows, you know what I mean? Like, there's rarely a show that can last for three to four hours that's going to be banging all throughout because it's just long as hell. And some joints because I DVR'd, I did fast forward through. I don't care about designers panda song no more besides them looking like a crazy young goofball performing. Some of these other joints, I'm just like, you know, shrug life. I mean, hey, <laughs> been there, done that, but that's cool. Um, Jesse Williams' speech has literally been making people feel all kinds of way during the past week. Um, I'm going to put it like this. People know um, Jesse Williams as being um, an actor on some of um, Shonda Rhimes' show, as well as... um doing activist things for a bit. He ended up getting a war for being an activist. And people can check out the text of his speech and audio and all of that um, everywhere. But essentially, he called a bunch of people out for um, racism, and he called some black folks out for slacking on certain things. And I think it was done very well for the four and a half minutes that it was done. Very eloquent, very directed to the point and all of that. What's funny to me is more of the response of people from the audience, because the people saw some of them audience shots, some of them Negroes were scared. They were scared at some of the stuff Homeboy said. Yo, like, you know when they do the um, audience pan and whatnot? Like, you saw some people who, you know, they were clapping, they were general, like, it was genuine, they were into it, all of that, you know, like, everybody's not going to be the most demonstrative, but you could tell the people who were into it. 
And some of them people, man, they were looking like, shit, you know, if I look too excited, I might not get this white man job tomorrow. Or, you know, but if I look like I ain't responding, then, you know, some of these black folks look at me funny. It, it, it was interesting. Like, that was the more interesting part to me out of all of it, you know. And, and <laughs> but, yeah, seeing how some people have responded to this joint have been interesting because to a degree, it's like, well, shit, can a celebrity win ever if they talk about a um thing that's serious about black people? Yeah, some folks getting mad at him because he's light-skinned. Which I'm just saying, like, what the fuck does that have to do with any? Have y'all seen Malcolm and Cassius in them? <laughs> you know? Have you seen Thurgood Marshall and all of them? Like, black is a state of mind. No, no. people of color more than anything. You got some folks mad because he was fine. Like, y'all just listen to that nigga because he's fine. I'm like, well, if he can't help being fine. <laughs> you know? I mean, shit, whatever. You got a whole bunch of fine and non-fine motherfuckers who don't say shit to keep their keep their pennies on the dollar and what have you to be like safe um you have some people like well i've been saying the same shit all the time and it's like you know what this this battle is multifaceted and i think sometimes when people get into knowledge of stuff whether it's a new political viewpoint or spiritual viewpoint whatever they forget that everybody comes to a path in a different way now, if this dude made some people get off their ass, I'm happy for it. If you already were on that path, then cool. Why is it insulting you? That's a little fucking silly. You know what I mean? You can't be there like, well, I want black celebrities who have a bigger platform to say shit. When they say shit, be there like, well, you need to shut the fuck up because I ain't see you at the meeting. It's like, come on, guys. Let's grow up a little bit, okay? Let's grow up just a little bit. I mean, a lot of us have to do things and say things by your own platforms and stuff another person who's generally about it why are we dissing that that's being myopic and or egotistical but um yeah man i mean all all the good clips are on the net right now whether it's via bet's direct side or via these um other joints definitely check out all the prince tribute i think those that was the highlight of um the show and all of that so i'll you know i'll give credit where it's due now i want to see if they keep stepping up their game for next year and the year afterwards you know i don't want them to have to get to the point where people had to like freaking die for people to be like damn maybe bet actually it's supposed to be black entertainment television you know um oh side note on a um unfortunate because we're talking about music stuff um r.i.p to bernie warrell co-founder oh, of parliament yeah. funkadelic yeah he's been sick for a while and um, he passed away. Um, classic guy, man. Whether it's um via the P Funk works or um stuff he did solo, well, well. and what have you. And for all of my crate diggers and sample people and whatnot, or people who just love instrumentation, like synthesizers of moves, things or whatever. Um, he laid a lot of groundwork on various um tunes. Well, well. So I'm definitely R.I.P. and um respect to him. Um, let me see here. Oh, yo, you saw Free State of Jones? I think we talked about that um, offline. Yes, I did. Yes, yes I did. Uh, go through that. How do you feel about it? Because I look at those previews and I'm like, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, for me, and I guess for how I came up, I never, ever really paid attention to reviews on movies. Um, and I'm not saying that people should or they should not, whatever. But um, when I saw the preview of it and then trying to link it in 
just kind of get a visual on, of course, you're going to get more by researching that. Um, but to get a visual on, like, that history of Southern deserters joining up with runaway slaves. Mm-hmm. And um, they didn't touch on it, but I'm pretty sure there was a, there was a tad bit of Native Americans in there. Um, um, and, um, and especially it was in um, it was based in Mississippi, so I'm pretty sure there was some. But no, nah, it was uh, it was interesting. I mean, um, you know, like whether all of it is accurate, but I think there was a reality of that. Um, those two groups working together versus tyranny. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was the main thing. Now, you know, the, you know, cause I don't know if our unity or solidarity has anything to do with us race mixing. You know, they kind of touched on that and I wasn't agitated by that, but I'm not sure if that's all going to be the end all. In other words, we should see that when that happens, that's a always a good thing, or that that's the end all be all, or that's kind of a, a seal on the solidarity, and that's not, you know. But I mean, even though I do think my McConaughey, uh, uh, I thought he played the role brilliantly, and um, I, I thought he was almost believable. You know what I'm saying? And you know things happen in relationships or whatever, but um, but you know, I, I mean, but as far as you know, the movie, I did enjoy the movie. I did enjoy the movie. You know what I'm saying? And um, the reason why I said the thing about race mixing because in the movie they showed um, the, the Ty's character meeting up with a, a Creole woman, which is which was which was a label they would use on mulatto black blacks who were half black, half white. Um, and his, and she was, who was the key, which means that she kind of had the ancient secrets of the old land and hidden secrets that had nothing to do with drugs or medicine and healed, you know, um, a child in the movie. <clears throat> and he ended up hooking up with her. And obviously those things took place, you know, um, I would like to see, I mean, it's like on anything, what I see that I like to see more movies, what <clears throat> a movie is about the, the, the reverse of you know the, the you know the male and the, and the white female, so you know I mean that, that was more punishable by you know even though that wasn't always accepted the other way around, the male and the, when the black man did it was always punishable by death. Black white men never got punished by death to fucking black women. You know what I'm saying? But when it was reversed, it was a kind of a death sentence. You know if it was ever found out, but. As far as on the movie, that was just a little side history. As far as the movie, I definitely think it was enjoyable, and it touches on, like I said again, the aspect of, um, you know, poor whites and poor blacks, you know, working against tyranny. Also, there was a movie I saw a couple weeks back that was, that you know, it's probably on DVD now or about to be on DVD. It was Keanu. Big shout-out to K.M. Pell. Oh, yeah, man. I, I saw that joint um, very recently. Big shout-out oh. to them. I liked that. I thought, I thought that was... I, I like, thought it I like was it. enjoyable, and I definitely liked um I definitely liked Me- uh, Method Man and um um that 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 girl who was playing like a part of that crew. Mm-hmm. I thought they I thought that you know they were believable and enjoyable in the movie, and um 
No, that was cool. I had forgot to mention that last time I was doing, uh, we had talked about, I had talked about movies. Okay. But, um, okay. Nah, no doubt. Um, movie and, um, I saw Central Intelligence. Okay. How was and, that? And, um, I enjoyed it, man. I mean, it's, it's Kevin Hart and The Rock being goofy as hell. You know what I'm saying? Okay. The funny thing is, um, it's, uh, Kevin Hart's almost more of the straight man in this movie, if that makes any sense. And whatnot, because The Rock is goofing like shit in the role that he has. <laughs> and okay. um, what have you. But um, it's, it's a fun lark, you know what I'm saying? Like like I said, I enjoyed it. If you want to, like, you know, get your good laugh on during this 4th of July weekend or beyond, go and check that out. Um, Also, not necessarily on a film, but on a documentary end. Um, the past few days, I've sat back and I watched the OJ Made in America joint. Cause I ended up missing it when it was on live um, via ESPN as part of their 30 for 30. Yo. People need to watch that documentary. They really, really do. Could it get into a whole lot of shit? Like, regardless of whether you're, you know, feel that, you know, he killed folks or not back in the day or anything like that. Just it going through his history as an athlete to that point is bugged out. Because, I mean, they're pulling up, like, archival footage and articles of people talking about, well, can can black athletes are more prone to um, this particular injury if they get up to this point and this, that, and the third and, you know, O.J. did come up during the time where black folks who were athletes were still treated more crappily, even though they were getting checked oh, and whatnot. I mean, we still had people who complained about black quarterbacks in this 2016. And O.J. Simpson, again, regardless of him being a trash human being on certain levels, because it definitely showed that he was a trash human being on some level and what have you, um, even without, you know, what happened to his um wife and people. Um he had records that didn't get broken until maybe, what, the past five to eight years? Yeah, O.J. Simpson was a fly-ass nigga. O.J. Simpson, as an athlete, was a fly-ass nigga and um, um, very hardworking, and and, um, and, and, and he had records and uh, achievements that weren't contended until very recently, like the last ten, five or ten years. And, you know, the nigga been out the league since the early 80s. So, you know, O.J. Simpson's a class nigga. It's just uh, when it came to be an athlete, you know what I'm saying? His mm-hmm. personal politics, you know, and like she said, he came up in a time that, you know, she still came up in the tail during the time when, you know, you know, racism was, was more in athletics now and they didn't get paid as much. You know, regardless of what O.J. Simpson was a great athlete, that can't that can't be taken away. I mean, shit, mm-hmm. the nigga had he was he had a, the Heisman, so he was a fly nigga before he got there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you and, know, whatever, um, whatever. Yeah, and it's interesting because there were sorts of I didn't know because I didn't grow up at that time frame. You know, like by the time OJ was a thing in my mind, I thought of him more for Naked Gun movies because that's that's what I saw when I was a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like my step pop and my other male relatives would talk about, you know, him back in the day being, you know, fly on the field. But that was about it. So by the time, you know, everything happened with, you know, the Bronco Chase and Nicole Brown Simpson and the mother folks getting killed and what have you, it was just there like, I know he's an athlete. I know he's a thing because people treat him like a thing. But he didn't necessarily see it in a certain way, you know. And, um... Looking at this particular documentary, could it also just break down the time frame he was coming up in or whatever? Um, 
you get to see a lot of how certain things have not changed one damn bit in this country. But you also see the almost tragic events that occur when you try to fit into a box that you aren't comfortable in or that you shouldn't fit in, you know? Like, in a way, he was like a quote-unquote talented tenth in sports. Yeah. And as, and as long as he kept that particular role of, okay, he's he's a sports nigga and he ain't supposed to be anything else, he was treated in not even a cool way to a degree, but a semi-cool way. But it was it almost seemed to me like he never got full acceptance, even if he, you know, he, he played the comfy role of, you know, here's this big, you know, athletic dude, but we still feel that we can control him, though, and whatnot, you know? And, um, yeah, man, um, it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. I know. I think he was from. I'm sorry. I think he, I think he, um, he was, I think it was a good example to use the talent to tenth, And that is more referring to, uh, educated, uh, fraternal ordered Negroes who were, who were more or less controlled, um, by people outside of the black community. And um I definitely think he had that mentality. He he wasn't he wasn't in the Ali school of black athletes. You know, he was in the other school, but he was in the sense that as far as performing wise, even Ali was in the same school. But as far as in the sense of politics and you know, and that, you know, black man outside of the role that has been projected onto black men for the since uh, uh, basically, white people took over North America. You know, uh, you know that was kind of you know, you know, a, 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 an accepted role or role that people accepted. You know, but um, mm-hmm. but not. Nah, but anyway, um, no. but yeah, you know. But anyway, OJ. I mean, he played himself on that last joint as far as whatever, whatever. You know, Jokers went up in there with you know. They, I, I was amazed that they felt that they needed guns. You know, I mean, like, you know, it's like there was a couple of dudes. I mean, it, <clears throat> he played himself cheap on that last, on his last convention. He didn't, it didn't have to go down like that. You know what I'm saying? It didn't have to go down like that. They didn't have to go in there with guns. I think if they'd have gone in there with enough, enough people and they'd have been on some fighting shit at the most, you know, it wouldn't have been the same charge. And, oh, I don't know, you know, though those niggas is old, I'm not sure if those cats in there wanted no problems from them. I think so I was kind mm-hmm. of, I was surprised that he went out like that, you know, which showed you that he had, you know, um, really the descent that he had taken, that mentally he had gone for that to have gone down like that. But at least nope. for them to go in there with guns. No doubt. And the funny thing about OJ to me is I think because on certain levels he got so used to just doing him, which again, nobody really knows what happened in that house except, you know, whatever the universe or whatever high power you believe in and those folks who were there. But it's one of those things I sit back, I'm like, you almost did not have a lot of a black American experience after a while because of you you fitting into a certain role, you know. And it's almost like when folks started treating, you know, part of my language, started treating him like a nigga, he ain't know what to do. So he almost went the opposite way, became the 
like ultra defiant afterwards where it's like if you don't sit your ass down and chill because i mean i personally believe he knows who the hell did if he didn't do it himself that's my personal belief you know it's like if you don't sit the fuck down and just keep it moving you're still getting nfl pensions and shit bro <laughs> you know you still got all this other stuff going on and you're acting the fucking fool like i think right when he did that book joint like um we were still in new jersey at the time the um the like the you know the if I did it joint we're just here like you know I'm like nigga come on you you you're if just I like did, yeah. yeah it's it's like you're just waving like you know the the, the fucking red cape in front of a bull now bro <laughs> this this is being real you you just want to make those motherfuckers mad and when they got a chance to get you because you're fucking stupid when they try to run up and get that um gaming memorabilia it's like they were going to get you and now he's an yeah. old man in jail who you know was cool with being used by a system for a minute and got used to the very end. And that's the part of me that looks at stuff like, you know, we're all responsible for our own decisions and choices. But ultimately, the OJ story to me is just a big-ass tragedy where it's like almost like, well, shit, you might as well do you and have some fucking dignity and pride and, you know, some kind of moral standard on, on something because they're going to get your ass eventually. They just are. You know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, man, it's interesting. OJ Made in America, um, it's on ESPN site right now, if you don't have it on demand or whatever, to see for free. And, um, yeah, man, give, give that joint a watch. Give that joint a watch. It is, um, really engaging television. Um, the last show, I already said that Nina sucks, and I will not back off from that. That movie fucking sucks. It's not good. It is a very poor, um, poorly done documentary of, uh, well, not even documentary, poorly done um, biographical movie of Nina um, Simone. And even without the Zoe Zaldana um, drama, which I believe was deserved, quite frankly, um, it's just bad. So if you find a way to watch it via these internet streets for free, do so. Otherwise, don't waste your time. You're just going to get mad. Watch Nina Simone documentary that's on Netflix instead with um, what happened to Nina Simone. That's a joint that we had watched when it first came out. You want to learn about Nina Simone? Watch that joint. That's good. You won't feel like you want to break your laptop screen or tablet screen after you watch it or your Chromecast <laughs> or um, whatever have you. Um, let me see. I was trying to think of anything else because, again, trying to keep this relatively compact on certain things. Oh, um, screw the various police officers from the Baltimore Police Department for trying to get their charges dismissed right now. We already have two so far that end up getting found um, not guilty because of um, bench trials, which is essentially the judge to get to decide if they're going to get found guilty or not. Um, I hate to say it, but I don't think any of those cops are going to probably get um, real charges put against them and time served. Um, for the death of Freddie Gray a year ago, it's um, it's depressing because you know I was born and raised in Maryland and all the other type of stuff, and you know Baltimore has had its issues as long as I've been around, and you know around the time when my mom moved back to, to this area back in the day and what have you. But um, I don't know, man. It just seems like the same old game. You can have all this proof, all this evidence, all these charges, but they don't want to charge nobody or want to change the um, law enforcement system or police system. They're not going to do it. You know, some of these cops are trying to sue um, the um, state prosecutor for even giving them charges. That's how ballsy these motherfuckers are getting in right now. 
you know. And um, well, yeah, that's one thing I thought that's was nice. interesting is that um, that um, I guess in every every police force there will be black cops, and um, <clears throat> some of the black there were black cops who were involved, you know, <clears throat> in this assault. Mm-hmm. And so, the black cop is an interesting phenomenon because you know it can you know they can kind of feel like in some minds that it's more justified because another black person is basically just carrying out orders. You know, and the black cops don't necessarily want to be there and be an outsider and, you know, especially whatever, whatever. And then I would say, well, well why even be there? Mm-hmm. And, you know, cause that's, that's, you know, that's a funny job, though. You know, people having guns. Oh, the gun went off and somebody's dead, you know, because they didn't follow rules and regulations. You know, cop, that's cop. Police department has that type of aspect, possibility to it. But, um, um, as an outsider to this area, and I think when you're an outsider, you can give a, a particular critique that some people might not necessarily get. And I've traveled most of my life, so I was never a person that stayed in one area. You know, I, um, I've been lived in New York and New Jersey the longest, but even, but I've been traveling since I was, was little. And um, the black cops on that force really represent a good segment of black people in this area. And I think Mary can concur on that, on, you know, that there's a segment of black people. And that I would say most areas like that, but I, but I could say I think it's a little stronger here than it is in New York and New Jersey. That there's a segment of black people, particularly who are, who have some money, they're government contract connected, um, who are very sterile and who don't really get nothing or two shits about nothing else. And so, you know, those cops on there remind me of those types of Negroes. Because they know what, what happened was wrong, but they don't give a shit. You know what I'm saying? And there's something about when Negroes are very comfortable in these Nice houses and these nice jobs, which is nothing wrong again. But it's just something about I noticed, and those cops remind me of that. And I'm not trying to be offensive to cats, you know, who, whatever, but, you know, I've noticed that, you know, and, you know, nobody is, you know, that's why Mary can remember there'd be sometimes we would go places I I would say I think we should watch how we talk around some of these cats. You know, these cats. You know, they, you know, I, you know, we don't know who, who some of these jokers are because there's some vibes that I got. You know, and there's more people paying lip service to certain things, but you know, black is truly a state of mind. You know, yeah, that, that's about it. Off, you can't go off anything. I mean, if, 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 if black lines up with righteous, because righteous and blackness is synonymous in the ancient world. But you know, or 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 or, or as it's supposed to be, it's definitely not like that now. But you know, with, you know, certain when certain things don't line up, you know, the brother aspect, you know, that meant certain, you know, that meant integrity. If somebody was your brother, that meant somebody integrity that you felt the need to, to call them brother to be in type of connection with them. You know what I'm saying? So you know, that that's very confusing. You know what I'm saying? And there's some there's some whites who've been telling the truth for decades and their life on the line, and there's some Negroes who've never done that. 
No doubt. Especially I mean, truth, truth that affects black people's consciousness because they were exposed to materials that black people weren't even allowed to be exposed to because of race or because of fraternal order or bloodline or, um, you know, lack of being accepted in a certain society that they wouldn't even be able to receive that information. There were whites who had that information and whatever, and so, and were putting their lives on the line. So it's a it's, it's very interesting um, situation, and at the end of the day, you know, though you hear us say things racially on here, you know, this is a universal situation, and um, of course it's going to have a black edge to it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, but for the most part, you know, it's, it's, it's not driven by that, definitely not driven by hating. And I've, and, and I've come to realize that, you know, um, at the end of the day, we're, as spirit beings, as spirit energy beings, there's, we have another destiny that we have to understand and then realize that these petty people acting up on this level, on this realm, on this zone, and this, on this earth, are more or less puppets to beings on a higher level. And so these beings on a higher level just don't like people like me. And they're just using these other people as puppets. So once the Bible even speaks on that, but once I came to know it on a greater level than what the Bible was talking about, I became to be more at peace and then realize certain things have to be done in the relative world, you know, in this, in this hard concrete reality. But this is something bigger. And for you to almost realize that our thoughts and our our love affects how soon this earth will be destroyed. Forget bombs and whatever, whatever, whatever. The, the vibration and the hope and the love of the people is what prevents this earth from whole ships and a twisting and a whole bunch of people dying. No because doubt. evil forces work to try to have that to happen. But it's up for the people to have this certain type of love for themselves. And so they tell a man for everything to be all right. No doubt. And I think that's one of those things that you touched based on that's like really, really good and important. Um, folks like us, like we don't, we're not really big on advertising a lot of stuff that we do besides, you know, the show and everything else. Um, I think this could have been both of our nature just to, just to do good things. You know what I'm saying? And, um, I know lots of people who are like that. And, when you do this type of thing, especially when you're independent and only got maybe so much in terms of resources and stuff, it can get frustrating as all hell. Because, you know, you're a human being, you know what I'm saying? You still have emotions, you still got feelings, you're trying to channel them in the best way you possibly can. But there's times you're feel like, well, goddamn, we keep saying the same shit. <laughs> we keep doing the same shit, and sometimes it feels like you're making no progress, or sometimes it's not bigger, the big, as big of steps as you may want it to be. Whether it's something um, politically, spiritually, um, career-wise, or whatever have you, but um, I think one of the things that folks had to concentrate on in general is more so the encouragement one has, not just within themselves but from other people. Because the longer you do all this type of stuff, I mean, hell, even with me to talk about doing this show, I mean, I've done this show like just about half my life, you know. Um, everybody didn't under- some people still don't understand what why the fuck we do what we do. <laughs> or whatever, or why we're at a certain place, even though we haven't kissed a bunch of ass or whatever. It can't get frustrating. Where it's like, well, why are y'all motherfuckers hating on this, or why is nobody like? Even we talk about all these killings, of why is nobody really trying to make this change? There are people who are trying to make a change, but there's a lot more 
you might want to say spiritual forces or political forces or whatever out there that don't want people to unite and fight against the bigger bullshit that's going on. You know, you may want to call it capitalism. You may want to call it the devil. You may want to call it system. There's a whole bunch of craziness going on. But those of us in our own ways who are fine to make things a little better for the people who come after us until, you know, the universe decides this rock doesn't need to be around no more. Um, that's the thing that's going to make a difference. And when I talk about this particular case, we talk about the Freddie Gray situation. It's wildly frustrating because, you know, shout out to our listeners and everything besides the stuff that I read and the Black Hawk reads. We get these stories every single day. We go through these stories every single day. And there's times it's like you want to just grab people and strangle them and just be there like, dude, this is just almost a flood of depression. But we got to let people know what's going on in this world so that they can make their own changes in their own way. Everybody's not going to be on TV all the time. Everybody's not going to get a Jesse Williams platform. A lot of people, when you look at the course of history, don't necessarily get props until they damn near old or die for what they do but you gotta have something innately in you to try to change the world for the better whether you're a parent or not whether you know you have a big family or maybe next to nobody who's necessarily your blood or whatever have you folks gotta get that um done so um i hope for freddie gray's family's sake and for the city of baltimore and maryland for this country at large something good happens you know i i feel a bit pessimistic about it right now but I hope something um, good happens. So let me do that. Um, real um, quick runoff on a few more things before we um, wrap it up. Um, this threw me for a loop, man. R.I.P. to Atrell Cordes, also known as Prince B of P.M. Dawn. Oh, really? Yeah, bruh. He um, just passed away at the age of um, 46 due to um, complications of diabetes. Wait a minute. Is he, was, he the, was he the MC dude? Yeah. Okay, yeah, he was heavy set dude. He was kind of heavy set. I don't. I mean, I'm not saying that alone made him a diabetic, but no, I know he was dealing with some issues for a while. His they first album, I know that they had a he had a run in with Boogie Down Productions, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, back back then. But their first album, though, you know, I ain't gonna front. You know, that album they, goes. I'm sorry, <laughs> it, it yo, still goes. Yo, I mean, and 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 um, the Jersey Cats. I'll, I'll add to that. They are from Jersey. Indeed. Um, um, I think they're Jersey City Cats. I know they're from Northern Jersey, but that first album is a classic. I remember I was going to Howard University at the time, and this cat, um, who was in his house from Boston, was bumping his shit heavy. And that's how I kind of knew about it. And um, they had, you know, they they had a mix of sample material, and I think there was some live material on there. But that joint, they did a Spandell Ballet. You can't, it's hard to front on that. I mean, because it was better than the original. I mean, I like the original joint by Spandell Ballet, if it's true. But P.M. Dawn's version of it? I'm sorry, man. Set it just on I Memory Bliss. That, that, song, that song still goes for me. You know, like that's a great song. Yeah. And the way they flipped um that sample, cause yeah, Spandu Ballet song was true. That that song is the bomb. But yeah. they did um some really good magic with that. Um, I remember I, I died so without too. you too. I remember liking that joint back in the day. Yeah, I thought some niggas they they it had, I, it had joints. And for all these people who talk about quote unquote emo rappers now blowing up, 
You wouldn't have had that, I think, about PM Don. If you sit down and think about it, you know what I'm saying? Check this out. Check this out. Now, think about those people who said that um, that um, that Drake was like, or or even him saying something about singing and hip hop. PM Dawn had hot hip hop records that was singing and rapping in it thirty years ago. Damn near thirty, twenty five years ago. And these records we're talking about are from his first album, so this was this was ninety ninety one. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, 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 that's why when people don't know their history, they, they say things that I don't know if they understand. Or people, a lot of cats who grow up and they're around radio stations or DJs that don't play the old, that's why like when people don't play old school, what they're really doing is they're against black culture. Because you're cutting, you're, you're, you're not letting the youth know the continuum of where things came from. That's why I love rock radio. Because rock radio, there ain't a rock radio station in the country that don't play classic rock. That is true. I don't wherever I go, there's a rock station that plays classic rock. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that that's cut off of hip hop means that there's a there's a spiritual problem, and that there's something people who are trying to destroy, who are people who are committing um, cultural suicide. You know what I'm saying? Because that keeps it flowing, that keeps the ideas going, that keeps the Old artist relevant that keeps their money in their pockets, you know, and it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a yin and yang back and forth flow of energy, you know. What no when that's I, cut off, that means when it's cut off, that means the health of the music and of the people isn't right. I can agree with that, like especially you use the perfect terminology with that for me, like with culture suicide. I mean, like when I heard about this, I was like, shit, you know, like it's a while ago, but it's not that long ago, like um. Side personal note, I'll care if I age myself. Like this year is gonna be my twentieth um anniversary when I graduate from high school. So like I remember when, you know, this joint was popping on well the local stations here in DC, like WKYS, PBC, all of that, you know. But like the time frames I do try to tune into um, I guess quote unquote regular radio now. You the the earliest you might hear something, if it's not like a a, a drive time old school mix or whatever, it might be the late nineties. Or early 2000s. And, you know, that's no... Dis- I mean, this is the music I grew up to, so that's not a diss toward that era at all. It's, it's definitely weird when there's certain stuff that was even Billboard charting at that time. You don't even necessarily hear that and like, you know, a 10-song a mix thing. And that's kind of a bizarre scenario. And you bringing up um, PM Dawn and, you know, people talk about, well, Drake's the first emo dude. It's like, no, he wasn't. And quite frankly, PM Dawn did it way the fuck better. <laughs> I was, I didn't want to no. say that. I didn't I'll, want to say you know that. What? I'll, you know what? I'll own up to it. I'll say that because um, when I found out, I sat back and I re-listened to um, excuse me, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the album or whatever that um, Cedric on Memory was on, and I'm sitting here like, well. You know, maybe that was just, you know, me being younger. And then there was also, I feel, so much that was out at the time musically. Like, I can't say I knew everything that came up from 91 to 96. There was various stuff I did know, um, some underground, mostly mainstream, and some stuff I had to learn about later on. But I sat back and um, I listened um, to the album joint. And I'm just like, damn, this. You know, the Bliss album is, is kind of quality. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could sit back okay. and rock this today, and it's not just off of nostalgia. 
It's just dope music. At the end of the day, dope music is what lasts. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, um, we got to a bit of an old school hip hop talk, which I think was good. Um, definitely, um, RIP to him and, and condolences, prayers, and thoughts to his family, friends, and fans. Also, um, this is a side story I had, um, last week, but we didn't get a chance to do, um, something live at the time. Um, RIP to Mac Rice, and people would know him best as a composer of Mustang Sally and co writer of the Staple Singers Respect Yourself. He passed oh, okay. away in Detroit at the age of 82. He was um, actually in the group um, called the Falcons that ended up having um, folks like Wilson Pickett and more up in them way back in the day. And he ended up okay. um, writing a bunch of songs for R&B artists with those two being the most famous. And he's one of those cats who was like many of those other um, old school cats or what have you who people got to finding out more about his biz later on. And when I, in life, they weren't already um, in the music, Steve. And, um, yeah, people know Mustang Staff Sally um, best from the cover that Wilson Pickett did. And what have you. And they said, you know, he did a lot of stuff in the Detroit community and whatnot on the business end and music. And so definitely R.I.P. to him. Because, um, yeah, I wasn't even thought of in the 60s. But Mustang Sally goes, as well as <laughs> Respect Yourself. So... Respect yourself, there. That still gets played. That's a classic joint right there, and it's very well performed by the table singer. No doubt, no doubt. Um, see, I wanted to say oh, something briefly. I wanted mm-hmm. to say something briefly that I didn't get to say last time because um, there was a lot said about Prince and um, and um, and um, also the time before about Cassius Clay. I just wanted to say something briefly. I didn't get to say and I kind of forgot about. Prince Prince and, and, and Muhammad Ali were very much similar type of dudes. In that <clears throat> they had a <clears throat> very complimentary, different, but very much the same. Prince was very short, Ali was tall. Prince was high yellow, I Ali was wasn't dark skinned, but he was darker than Prince. Right? They both were artists. And they both were 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 showmen. Ali was a showman in boxing. Prince was a showman in in, in music, a high priest even in music. Um, Ali and Prince were both fighters. See, Ali was mentally in the physical manifestation of that 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 that, that fighting spirit. Prince wasn't necessarily the physical manifestation of beating people up fighter, but he was a fighter in the sense for musicians' rights and the rights of his own music. Very complimentary, those two types of characters, and I think we all were blessed, especially people who were around before them and who were still around, who were blessed to have been witness to those type of energies. You know what I'm saying? They're very much the same. You know what I'm saying? You know, and uh, if I get anything from both of them is that they were fighters. You know what I'm saying? No doubt. You know, and, um, you know they 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 had the aspect of, you know, of you know they had you know, you know they, it, I don't know. That's all. I just wanted to bring it up that they they were like a yin and yang, and the fact and it was interesting that they both died in the same year, basically in the same month. Kind of that's that's kind of an interesting pairing to me, you know. Well, great 
you know, Grace dying and Grace dying close. Grace who was similar dying close. And um, definitely, that's all I wanted to say on it. But of course, you know, condolences. And, um, you know, thank God that I was able to. And, you know, Prince was aware of Fusebox Radio. And, um, and I'm, 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 I'm glad to know that. You know what I'm saying? And, um, didn't get me, didn't get, didn't get to meet Ali, but, um, mm-hmm. um, but I do know Ali because I, you know, Ali is that fighting spirit that's in all of us that was around before Ali was born. So I do know Ali. But alright, that's all I want to say. It's all good. It's all good. Um, we're going to end on two quick, well, actually three really quick um, bits of good news or better news <laughs> with the show. Um, the Supreme Court voted 4-3 to uphold the University of Texas Austin's affirmative action program. Um, so to the white girl who tried to sue because she was able to get in and she felt through a little hissy fit, um, my personal crass opinion, fuck you. You should have got better grades. That's what you tell us all the time. Right? Pretty much. Play the prices right horn, all of that. Um, shout out um to our folks um she be over at the Nerdy Chicks um show and what have you. She actually did the um what ended up becoming like a trending topic on Twitter talking about Becky with the bad grades needs to sit down. That became a thing. So shout out to our sis around the uh, Baltimore metro area who got that off because that was hilarious and all the little memes and stuff that came from that. Because, yeah, it's just like, girl, you didn't even get the grades to, to, to get considered. You, you're going to sue and say it's because of Negroes. Get the fuck out my face and other people and other people of color. No. No. You know when the affirmative action is not going to be needed when everybody actually gets treated equally. And that hasn't happened in the history of America. So to have a few extra people get a chance to get in the mix and they still had to get grades, which I never understood it was affirmative action. Because, honestly, the people who have historically benefited the most from it have been white women. That's right. That's, that's, right. That, that's, that's just a statistical fact. It's been white women. You know what I'm saying? So because you didn't get in and get to feel special, you want to try to throw a little legal hissy fit. That's why your ass lost. And, of course, Clarence Thomas was one who did the dissenting opinion, which I'm trying to be a better person because I'm kind of trying to be on a Taoist thieves as of late. But I'm like, if that man falls down a flight of stairs, I'm not going to cry. No <laughs> like, every time he does one of these, like, dissents, I'm like, God, I hate you. <laughs> you know? Pete. Oh my god! Talk about being black ain't ain't the only only seed in this state of mind because that that's what we were talking about earlier. The talent, the talented, the talented tenth. That's what we were talking about. That's what he represents. It's those type of niggas who will who are paid off or have some type of blood oath or something. Where you know they they they're gonna crash burn with this motherfucker. And I and I hope he does because he had melanin a- and all. I'm trying to remember if we talked about that case on the show or not. There was like um, there was another case that happened where I think they overturned a a, a prisoner's sentence, and Clarence Thomas dissented against that. I think he was one of the only people who dissented. And I'm just here like, God, if somebody stiff arms you down a flight of stairs, I'm going to laugh, and maybe that means I'll reincarnate as something different. I'll deal with that shit because fuck that guy. He's been horrible, you know. Go go somewhere, preferably away from the Supreme Court, because. You're an embarrassment to black Americans, bro. I don't care how much shit somebody talked about you back in the day. You shouldn't be that full of self-hatred. But he's not the only person who didn't exist that way. So, um, Abby Fisher, a.k.a. Becky with the bad grades, I hope you learned a lesson with all of that. Because you can't be mediocre and always expect to get over on 
other deserving people of color. You can't. I know our society tried to make it seem that way, but you can't. So that was a little bit of good news this week. Shout out to the gymnast Simone Biles. She is killing it right now with everything. Um, Young 19-year-old young lady who's um, going to be competing in the Olympics and all of that. Um, She just broke a decade-long record, becoming the first woman at the P&G Championship in St. Louis to take home all four all-around national titles in a row since Joan Moore Gantt since 1974. And you see videos of this young lady, you know, she's bad with it, yo. She's, like, killing it right now. So, you know, team, awesome young black gymnast, smart, having a good time while doing it. Because, you know, sometimes you see them, they look all, like, stiff-ass and serious. Like, she just there, like, I'm just having fun, B, and I'm I'm just murking all these records. So, good for her. Well, I think well. that's um awesome. Um, Let's see here. Um, The Colombian government and FARC um, are trying to go ahead and ensure that indigenous and Afro-Colombian communities' rights are protected with the upcoming peace agreement. So shout out to them because some of these countries, man, um, they like black people less than the Northern America. <laughs> and that's no, 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 that's, so for no, the fact no, that's that, um, very true. So for the fact that this real revolutionary organization, you know, there's stuff I agree and disagree with on, on certain levels with them, but the fact that they're like, you know, putting out their like our, part of our platform for even making peace is to protect ethnic and cultural rights of people of color. And this indigenous to me is a big thing. So, um, see, that's, shout out to them and, and, on that level. That's a reflection of what I had always been saying, because you just said, Susan, that, that they, those blacks are treated in those countries worse than blacks are treated here. Which means when those people come from them countries who aren't black, how are they going to view African Americans? Yeah. Like they're beneath them. So that's why I said that. People have to be very confusing on um, um, talking about uh, people of color, that can be very confusing because, you know, it, 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 you know, all the Latin American women that my brother dealt with, all, most of them had made mention of the racism and that they felt that it was worse in their country. Which well, means that. I think the racism and colorism so, thing is. They're deeper. not so black. Mm-hmm. If they're not pro pro black the people in their country, how the fuck they gonna be pro American black? I mean, you know, come on now. Well, I mean, let's, every, let's, every, everybody's colonialism, everybody's colonialism was was different and more entrenched in certain ways. You know what I mean? Like you got the racism thing, and you have a colorism thing on top of that. That is mm-hmm. more governmentally enforced. Like we have our colorism and other shit here, but it wasn't necessarily a government enforced thing as as harshly. Like you know. If you were a light-skinned nigga here, you might get, like, certain surface better treatment, but they would still treat you like a nigga. You know what I'm saying? There, they'll, in some in some of these countries, in the Latin Americas and other spots, there'll be more, like, literal social stratification that the government will enforce. You know what I mean? And that shit gets deeper on those levels on top of the um, indigenous situation. Like, and I think they try to inherit those or bring those things over here, and I think African Americans should ignore that. Oh, no question. Don't get that. No question. Like, I think throughout our time where we traveled more and talked to people from different areas and other things more, you kind of realize that every area has its shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just a level of deepness of shit. Like, we talk about Canada. It's like, yeah, there's certain parts that are nicer of Canada, but there's still racism. It's just more in, in different arenas. Like, there's more of a First Nations and maybe 
South Asian racism thing going on, depending on what part of Canada that you're in. I mean, there'll still be, you know, black folks from the Afro-Caribbean communities in there more who'll get some shit, but there's more of a thing on that level. When you look at, you know, some of the Latin American countries, you, you don't got, like, just the people of Afro-descent who get shit. You got the few remaining indigenous people who are still alive who are trying to hold on to certain things get shit, too. So, um... Yeah. It's just yeah, very and, interesting. And, That's why I kind of talk about a system thing, because... I mean, there's definitely, a, you know, people who are just going to be all about the capitalism and making money and whatnot, and those cats are, are dicks, and they'll sacrifice anybody. But there's definitely a lot of entrenched hatred and nonsense that just wants to keep people separate from fighting and get the bigger thing that makes stuff nervous. So when I saw this um, story, um, shout out to Telesaur or whatever, um, and them talking about that, I'm like, I dig that these cats are thinking on a bigger and broader plane who want to try to make peace with this particular government and be there like, look, you know, not shooting at us and everything is cute, but you still got to protect these folks of color, uh, particularly the Afro-Columbia population and the indigenous population. You know what I'm saying? And that had to be maintained. That can't just be a, we're just going to try to be cute about certain stuff, especially in those more rural territories where more of these folks live, you know? So whether you're into communism, socialism, um, I'm not big on anarchy, but that's all I'm going to say about that, <laughs> or, or, or true democracy, or whatever have you. Everybody had to be treated with some, you know, damn respect. So, I'm curious to see how this goes. I hope it works out. I hope it works out. And, um, lastly for my music heads, which, um, I hope we get a copy of this soon, some Laws Betty Davis, um, sessions with Miles Davis are going to be released. Okay. Um, and that's, um, from... Columbia, Columbia Records, um, it's going to be distributed by Light in the Attic, but it's, um, the Columbia year is 1968 to 1969, and these were um, rematched recordings of songs Betty Davis did with um, Miles at the 52nd Street Studios in um, New York during that year, and besides, you know, her and Miles being on, which is quite enough, quite frankly, personally, I believe Betty Davis was wild slept on <laughs> as um a musician and a massive songwriter because she did stuff for like the Commodores, Chambers Brothers, and a whole lot more. You know, yeah. um, musicians oh, on this. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, oh. man, like like her music is badass, yo, for real, for real. Oh, she got that one cover where she's wearing that silver outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, first I thought you were talking about the actors. Oh, no, no, I, I'm I'm a record digger. I know about Betty Davis. Okay, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I didn't know Bob did work with her. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. They were married for a hot minute. And whatnot. Well, I'm going to keep that to myself. Okay. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious now why I talk about that offline. That's interesting. Um, Yeah, the musicians on this particular release include Herbie Hancock, Wade Shorter, John McLowan, Mitch Mitchell, um, who did drums for the Jimi Hendrix Experience, and um, a whole lot more. So there's like originals on this as well as covers of um, Joints by Cream and um, Clarence Creedwater. And this is like around that time where Miles was getting more to the um, experimental end of things in terms of like jazz rock explorations and um, more electric vibe with certain music and um, other stuff. So um, whoever's handling that promo, um, we're here waiting. I'll probably get a buying up my damn self eventually. But um yeah, we're we're up in this piece, um waiting for that. And also, um, speaking of Betty Davis, a documentary is gonna be coming out soon. Um, Nasty Gale, the Many Lives of Funk Queen Betty Davis. 
And um, that's going to be um, pretty fascinating because he influenced a ton of people. I think including like Lenny Kravitz, Prince, and um, more. So um, that's um, that's going to be a really good look. But yeah, man, that joint's um, about to drop. And for music lovers of all types, I think you're going to want to check that bad boy out. And yeah, we did pretty good time, actually. This is what I wanted us to be on. And we touched base on a lot of stuff. So, yeah, man, Fusebox Radio Broadcast, bringing the balance back-to-back radio since 1998. As always, with our commentary, you don't got to, you know, be in love with everything that we say or what have you, but if it, like, sparks some conversation and some thought or what have you, uh, we've done our job as quality independent media, much less quality independent black media, which is how we want to do. And we're going to about to get you into some, you know, head nod joints, some dance joints or what have you with the upcoming music mixes. Um, FuseboxRadioOnline.com is our site, and um, we're going to try to make everything all right with um, what we do. Oh, and speaking of our wonderful listeners, shout out to y'all for supporting us and digging us and doing our thing. Um, our highest ranking in the hip-hop and rap category in Podomatic has been number two as of late, which is pretty freaking awesome, so... People who listen to our political interviews, to our regular shows, and everything in between. Thank y'all for supporting us. I mean, because uh, far as I'm concerned, when I hear that, and when I know number one, they're not talking. There's nothing on there that, that has the type of commentary that we're doing. It's mm-hmm. a little safer. That means we're number one. Well, to me, this is what makes me appreciate our folks all the more. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that we're non-traditional on certain levels. You know. Mm-hmm. And um, the fact that we do us, we don't got no big promo budget, which, you know, for people who do, you know, occasionally hit us up with donations, thank you. We really appreciate that. That helps our servers and everything. But um, we don't got no big budgets. We don't got no big major PR people. We're not being pushed by a corporation. None of that stuff's going on. But people are, are still checking us out and finding out what we do. I really appreciate that. You know, we just want to let y'all know that um, that's appreciated. No because um, when we look at these charts, we're just here like, okay, here's one person who's with a very major station. And um, here's some other folks that, you know, they interviewed the biggest top people or whatever every day. And it's like, well, we, we beat y'all. That's kind of hot, <laughs> you know. That's kind of on point and, 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 with us, with us me, being and, us. So thank you for accepting us for being us because this is, this is really us uncut, you know. We're not, like, BSing. We're not doing, like, fake banter. We've known each other for too long to even remotely do fake-ass banter. And whatnot. We're just literally talking how we talk and um, playing what and we also, want to play. So it, thank y'all for all it, that, it, you know? And people get the impression that when people talk these things, they're supposed to be activists. You know, I'm not an activist. You know, I'm a, not, I'm a, I am a teacher. I'm a knowledgeable person, a spiritual being, but, you know, a warrior, a priest, but, you know, activist, that's not something, you know, that I don't know if either one of us has that. Or is that, you know, um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're going to keep making it all right. And um, it, it, it feels uh, we we love the fact that people love us for doing what we're doing. And like, oh, that's what I want to say. On the hip hop end, I'm more or less a reflection of a lot of stuff that I learned as a kid and formulated. And there was times when I spent a lot of time just practicing and just trying to whatever, whatever. So. And and I test myself in the modern time to see where I'm at with it, and um, I'm still gen- I'm still a generator. I don't have to listen to nobody to be inspired hip hop wise. 
You know what I'm saying? If I listen to anybody, I I'll reach in the past. But you know, I'm it, I'm I, it, this ain't never gonna die with me. You know what I'm saying? And we're, we're gonna continue to do. I'm digging in, just trying to bring out all the influences that I had over the last since I was a child. And so, if if you like some of the hip hop that we're doing, just please that's it. It's, it's, we love we love that you like that, and we're trying to provide whatever, whatever. And another thing, I came up most most of my life listening to New York hip hop, so naturally I'm gonna be bent towards that. You know, we're talking about before I was a teenager. So if you don't, if you hear more of that, that's partially because of that. You know what I'm saying? And you know, and I just, you know, so don't take that as being personal or this, but you know, that's what I had from before I was a teenager. And I'm way past the teenager, so. But I still think you're gonna like what's gonna be put in because, you know, New York was the first place it was first played on the radio, and first place it was done, and the first cast it went overseas. So I definitely think you're gonna you're gonna like what's gonna be going down in the variety and in the specific. All right, one love to everybody in the galaxy, in the world, underwater, in the earth, on the earth, other planets. We about to come at you. Black gas, gonna give it to you at last. Much love, peace to the whole wide world. I saw Rush, Baka Stone, L. John Rockwell. We're gonna rock well, peace to all and clientele. No doubt, no doubt. And um, just to do a quick hop on to one more folks that um, yeah, we are. That's why I always try to say that we're just you know two average, relatively smart black folks just talking about various stuff. You know what I'm saying? And having done the podcasting, much like the radio show throughout the years, it's great to be a part of various units that do this and get a certain voices and opinions out that via traditional media, especially traditional corporate media, don't ever get out there. You know what I'm saying? So to have folks like us, you know, get through and check some of our Stitcher things and be like, okay, people are like, if you listen to the show, listen to NPR and, and this, that, and the third, and this big, you know, corporate you know whatever whatever and this and there's just us you know i'm like you know i'm gonna be a little arrogant because it's essentially my kid <laughs> you know what i'm saying like in terms of like years and stuff it's like well psh, well shit we we doing it up you know what i'm saying by the same token um i'm just happy that us as a media outlet get other people's voices out there whether it's via their creativity with music whether it's via politics whether it's via writing all types of stuff like Media in its own way can be a form of activism, but it's not necessarily, you know, you're being out on the street every day and battling and, you know, fighting, you know, various things like tear gas or whatever have you. But um, when we look at activism and civil rights, we got to remember there always needs to be ways to propagate your message and to put stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? And there's no such thing as getting your message out there without media. So if we're one of those parts of media that gets people to thinking a little bit, especially with this particular election, like we still get a lot of great feedback from interviewing um, the Green Party and, um, excuse me, Socialist Party, International Workers and all of that. And that makes you think beyond the Democratic and, you know, Republican binary, we've done our job, you know, because it's all about expanding one's mind and just trying to be a better person in the best ways that one can. So, um. Thank y'all, and of course, you know, again, we do the talk thing, we do the music thing. Um, for people who learn about somebody new musically and find somebody new to support and shows to see and whatnot, you know, we're glad to be a part of that too. 
we're just doing us. So thank y'all for supporting us for doing us. So yeah, man, Fusebox yes, Radio, yes, bringing the balance back to Black Radio each and every week. We're about to get into some new music tunes and things. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Alright. Peace. Peace. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fuse. Ego trip. Ego trip. Ego trip. Ego MC in the world You got to give me, give me mine Cause I'm heavy when I weigh it Watch the way I say it Ego trip I changed my pitch up Smack my bitch up I never did it The flavor's being bucked But brothers ain't getting it Get it? Or else you're a goner When I rolls over You're gonna have to wanna Lamp Cause it's the Chattanooga champ Taking a train 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 Now I'm something like a phenomenon I'm something like a phenomenon. Well, I'm the hourglass cat, drug it out of jack. For chill. Cause I spill the phenomenon. Pack the holes in my lawn. Got girls in my song, word is born. I'm a living phenomenon. Well, I'm a better brand, cause I'm a superman. I run the block with my circle, cause I'm Nubian. I got the platinum rust, so don't even fuss. Cause DJ Paul, he's down with us. Now people stop taking my style and for a joke I don't sass a frass I put the foot up the ass Sometimes I fast walk off like a seal When they reminisce over you For real Mace chopped the record down to the bone And now Renee King is on my telephone But I got the ring ring ha ha hey hey Cause this type of shit happens every day I got the McNair connection so my import stuff Word. What word am I? Cause I'm so fly Yes on and on I'm in like Rob I got deals like Johnny, sell at 7 out. We're good for ya, bigger than bigs, dig it, I dug it. Ways that amazes popes. I am the is equals is, cause it's caught up when the tide taught me the ropes. No weights for the base. Man, I'll give you four. For a verb unheard of, man, give me one more. All right, you got it if you're special. With a dab of toe tapping when a lot's going on. And ain't a damn thing happening. The answer to the riddle is me. And here's the question, who could be? Fresh. Who could be? Nope. Who could be? Nice. Who could be? Beautiful. Who could be? Word. Who could be? Me be the Jericho Turnpike Bandit. Best competition, try to troop my way. I say the song you never heard before. I beat the famine in the mind. So mind your manners, baby. I run a line on you. Lay you on the springs, then slay you. All this in the condom, cause I be a taxpayer. Promoting of a moccasin, I skin like Danny Moon. When I swallow hither, so give me room, just give me room. Back the hell up. Know what I'm saying? Or when I run the mic, there won't be no delaying. Pressure 40 dozen like an easy baker oven. Blues got the muffin. Eat it. Blues got the muffin. Eat Intoxicate it. many with my talk without intoxicating myself low. So I got to walk slow, but don't you get trip. Ego 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 trip, ego trip, ego trip, ego trip, 
ego trip, ego trip, ego tripping down the fucking You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. Picture this, I'm a bag of dicks, put me to your lips, I am sick, I will punch a baby bear in his shit, give me lip, I'ma send you to the yard, get a stick, make a switch, I can end the conversation real quick, I am crack, I ain't lying, kick a lion in his crack, I'm the shit, I will fall off in your crib, take a shit, hit your mama on the booty, kick your dog, fuck your bitch, fat boy dressed up like you sound on and took pictures with your kids, we the best, we will cut a frowning face in your chest, little wench, I'ma mention a refresh, I'ma mention, Get correct, I will walk into a court while they wreck Screaming, yes, I am guilty, motherfuckers, I am death Hey, you wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked Make your arrangements, we burn B 
big blazer zip every half an hour. Well connected, fella, please don't let me flash the power. Magnifique, bag the beat like a grocer, quick draw with a verse, cause my mic's constantly hosted. Not the filling out your strudel with my toaster, but only if I have to. Cause me and P's been trying to get closer You need to call Oprah To see if she'll invest in you You're better off being the messenger Step up your efforts, bruh Back in the flesh, this nigga G He will rap you to death So cold, you can see my actual breath Fight a line, receive a slap to your flesh Body these clowns on a track Without a Mac or a tech Set up the battle from the back of a stretch Limousine, I pinged your celly Now you're exact Locations locked in my GPS Yes <laughs> We're coming to get you Call your pastor, have him read you a scripture Make your arrangements fella. of equilibrium like a turtle in fact already cleared them hurdles and back i'm on my fourth lap people make it to my venue by car or horseback of course that takes a lot of dedication a majority of artists that you know are on some type of medication because they're forever chasing their way up out the basement their record label now grooming their replacement look over your shoulder honey you see them bouncing off with your money now that 360 deal ain't really funny is it <laughs> I mean it's serious, they'll bully you with signatures They know that you're thirsty, so they'll say they're really into you Roll out the red carpet, no need for appointments That first single doesn't click, when you call now it's annoying The numbers didn't match up, that first week was like They Devo you, keep the bike, you're living in them streets tonight though Yeah, yeah, uh Yeah man, make your arrangements Like the Rolex, so I'ma starve it up. Anyway, ice cream it, women love it like a Sunday. The momentum hindering from making fame count. Trained a lot of comrades since they was one ounce. When Roger made more bounce, the importance of the class I train is what count. Like Dracula with a long coat and back. I'm the prime hunter of scavengers, the deal maker incorporated. Whatever I write, leave a million imitated. The verse is blazing like fire, third degree burns. You see where your iris turn, your vision blurred. The cop make me feel like I'm getting interviewed by Howard Stern. Vocals written firm to the tippy tippy top. Phantom sunroof open, I can pay off the cops. The monster eating lobster. New York walk me to the Lamborghini like the Pope. Y'all can take notes. Take notes. Carol Edwards. Some call me Sam Shaw. Sam Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's over.
On my garment, I might need a saddle For all my golf and drug dealers Just trying to survive out here, but it's a battle If it get too hot, there, then we skedaddle Time to travel, good hustlers, no one to pack it up Move to a spot off aqueduct Slow the traffic up uh, The guard does it, the bomb twisted The dumb sipper, freaking off With some thotty hotties, they all sisters All my denims got the mumps in it Slap fire out your face, then light the blunt with it uh, You a bum, nigga My uncle wipe his mind off the lunch with it The how you disappear and be done with it The low bucket is say a sucker Or yeah on you suckers Punk motherfuckers, you can't fuck with us Ah, uh, you punk motherfuckers, you can't fuck with us Pulled up in the seven, playing Otis Red Learned how to hold a weapon from my older brethren Blowing the western with the motor revving Let them hold 11, my hoes all bow-legged My old flows, niggas bootlegged I copped them off with the pool embedded I'm cooling in it, the range came with the cooler in it You got schooled, I should shoot the niggas I sent a cougar with some shooters in it My lieutenant went for supervision I visited my beautician I'm too pimpish, all my boots is lizard Uh, Lacoste bucket The jumpman come a dime a dozen An iceberg, I might Donald Duck it The white sluts treat me like Michael Douglas, I kinda dug it The money come in lumps of hundreds yeah. Raps I published made the buzz big enough to get tough flooded You bum motherfuckers, you can't fuck with us uh, You bum motherfuckers, you can't fuck with us Yeah The fuck Oh yeah Pistol grip pump on my lap at all Quit trying to pass us off With snarky comedy, quote me, but we won't laugh at all Real talker, this ain't no cattle call I'm smacking fraud, niggas broad Day without mass, you wanna battle brawl Prove that shit, or pack it up and fucking move that shit You talking tough, you better lose that shit Like a sock in a sheet, it seem easy I'm a vampire in a mirror, niggas can't see me Fuck the one time, screaming till I see a mausoleum Yeah, they took my big uncle, so we ballin' till they free him Believe me, tell Pete I wanna rock now Hit the scene, hard bang, looking like a Glock sound Did it how I wanted, turning anywhere to my town It's like I'm playing Tetris, how I hold the fucking block down Real talk, don't leave no killer weed around me Cause I will spark, fuck all that acting, we got real hard Bitch Shout out to Smoke Dizzle, that's my motherfucking nigga, man You already know Fuck with you the long way, bro Like family Shit is bigger than rap, deeper than rap music This is family shit, bro You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Yeah. Right. Okay. Corner store in any U.S. town. 
town. Barbershop next door, church two doors down. Tiger shop is adjacent, owned by Africans. Talk politics and get your flat fixed. On summer nights, the lot look a lot like Freaknik. Park across the street, but don't nobody picnic. Usually used for drug sales and hitting licks. Cause only one way into and one way out of it. Store owner got a big ass gun. Known to be the first to pull out and last to run. They say he got a Benz, he won't even drive to the store. He know his business do better if he look like he poor. His store is whack, but it's always packed. Make me wonder if he really selling coke out the back. Hmm. The last thing that my neighborhood need. I'm writing greed on his shit when his bitch ass leave, but not tonight. Now I'm just casing a joint. So when I do hit it up, my shit can be on point. Did the stats. I'm posted at the best spot possible. A bitch inside the park with night vision binoculars. Did a double take adjusting my focus. Familiar face walking past that look just like, oh shit. Cat by the name of Anthony Portis. His luck would have it. He number four on my list. I knew he lived close, but he was hard to find. No car, no employment record of any kind. Lifetime drug addict, real grimy. Did time for raping chicks and missed most of the 90s. Still running wild at 45. Probably rob an old lady if it helped him survive. He's skinny as fuck. Results of his lifetime addictions. But not who I fought with, expected of killing the kid. Thought about leaving, but stuck around when I've seen him creep behind the store into the alley and crouch down. My mama ain't raised no dummies. She either about to get high, about to try to get money. Came back, hand tucked in his car, hard jacket, ski mask on his face and a long ass ratchet. So I lean over, grab my video camera. If it's about to go down and I'm about to catch it. He waited for the last car to lead a lot. Walked up backwards, took his last pull of the pot. Swung around towards the counter, big ass gun cock. I want the cash or the drugs or your ass getting shot. My dude got balls, but he lost his mind for even thinking that the owner was alone that night. They usually roll deep right around closing time. So while he emptied out the register, they crept up behind. Two shots caught him right in his spine. While he struggled not to fall, the owner pointed his nine. Let off a couple, sounded like the 4th of July. He was dead, but they still shot his ass 20 times. Horrified, I screamed to myself and wait for the gunshots to end so I can plan my escape. Reached over to my bag, put my goggles away. Take the camera off the tripod, eject my tape. Big D's blues, homie. Damn right, I'm on 22s, homie. The bass hitting so hard, 11 times a week, I gotta replace the fuse, homie. It's a jungle inside my ride, alligator skin is like everywhere. I'm allergic to regular weed, so if it ain't kush, homie, don't put it in the ass. Yeah, I'm riding around and I'm getting it, baby, ain't got no time to be hitting it. And you know the limousine tent mean, mind your motherfucking business. That candy paint so black, look like a licorice stick. He outside of a Bentley in his house shoes, what type of nigger is this? The type that dump swingers on a caravan, yes, I am that. Man. Put my name in the grill and my name on all the swingers too straight like that, man. My arm strong as a motherfucker from lifting Lambo doors. Homie, you know you're falling when you start buying cars to match your clothes. Got a stash spot for that good grass. Got a stash spot for that work, too. Got my styrofoam feel to the real my nigga. If you make me spill it, I'ma hurt you. Huh. Screw the click until I can't say it no more. And I know the DJ gon' play this until he can't play it no more. I'm coming down, making noise, candy paint on all my toys. Gripping wool, sipping good. What you know about it, boy? What you know about it, boy? What you know about it, boy? Coming down, making noise, candy paint on all my toys. Gripping wool, sipping good. What you know about it? 
Show they see you Trued up and I'm looed up That spruced up in my new cup My top down, my music line I only listen to Too Short Pimp C and Bum B Cause them all of my OGs Ball so hard, this shit crazy You could call me Kobe Pimp so hard, your bitch pay me She must have thought that I was Goldie I'm skating on ice with the goalie And when I'm coming down, I'm touching the whole street I'm coming down like a sales price On them foes Lights on, trunk open Subs all O's Searching for that Dope eyes open for that paper. paper. Candy apple over silver, holding like a steak. Bold ties, only anything else is blasphemy. Breaking boys off, add them to my list of casualties. Vaping wax slabs in the slab with that Mr. Fab Power Wow, baby paint dripping like a dab. Coming down, making noise, candy paint on all my toys. Gripping wood, sipping good. What you know about it, boy? What you know about it, boy? What you know about Texas and how them boys be flexing Right next to the Mexicans, say Big Bank Road checking Ripping for my city, so all my cars pretty and all my bras pretty I got some up in your city that go dumb up on my dick Every time I touch down, by the way I got a package, it just touched down We smoking Bay Hill where I stay, gone on with that homegrown I stay smoking like Cheech Chong, triple stick got a nigga blown Bad bitch rolling with me, must ain't got no panties on all her ass so fat i can't see a thong Bay chick got me sprung send me hella drink i fell in love when she gave me the plug on the plane i can't leave her i need her i treat her like she a queen gotta keep baby on scene gotta keep making this green killing boys in them lows fucking i'm a ghost rider slab and walk next to my foes man coming down making noise candy paint on all my toys gripping wood sipping good What you know about it, boy? What you know about it, boy? What you know about it, boy? Coming down, making noise, candy paint on all my toys, gripping wood, sipping good. What you know about it, boy? What you know about it, boy? What you know about it, boy? Bun B, straight up out that T-E-X On that Southern swag, so you know you gots to see me next Candy paint and all that, smoking on a ball bat Riding in the saddle, boy, but I don't wear no tall hat New, new eras of snapbacks, not them 10 gallons And I don't ride on a horse, but I might come through with a stallion That dinner with no chaps, just gangsta ass raps With my nephew, Mr. Fabby, you know all we make is slaps Give me dap, make it good, man, when I'm in your hood, man Riding in that Cadillac and gripping on that wood grain Make it understood, plain and simple if you're slow And if you come from the ghetto, player, you already know Keep it G from head to toe If I'm lying, may he strike me And if you didn't hate me, maybe you could do it like me It's UGK for life I'm riding for that chance When you see a player shining, show him love He acting bad, hold up You are now listening to Fuse Box Radio.
DJ Fusion. Let me see you do it. Like 
it's all right, huh? <laughs> you if it's all right, it's all right. You, you, you just said it. If it's all right, it's all right, now. If it's all night, it's all right, yeah. If it's all night, it's all right, yeah. If it's all night, it's all right, yeah. Now dig this. Dig this rhythm here. All right, I'll try. Dig Thank you. 
two, 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 one, two, the hottest DJ one, two, for you and yours, tickle up, tickle up, tickle up, tickle up, yo, blues and greens and violets, eyes get heavy with the weight of the world around the iris, it's like something insane, it's like a virus, it's like a hybrid, of all your joys and your pains that you bring to the table periodically and memorize them like a scientist. Let them know. For you to make it, dog, you're gonna need alliances. A blessing and a prayer from the whole archdiocese. Ticker, let's put it to rest, cause I'm so in need of one. I only hear about it, never really seen it done. Everybody asking when I'm coming out. So when I run around, I take the scenic one to get away from all that ails me. I return to the place that never fails me. The hues spread the news, giving color to your frailties. Come on. The blues and the greens and all this in between and this is how i mean one time uh. and greens and violets eyes get heavy with the weight of the world around the iris so much that i be appalled to see them close your eyes envision the cause for freedom but when they open it's a struggle to call pd because the streets is littered with niggas for mausoleums giving up is the last option so when i spit my last doctrine i make the audience clap for my offensive lines like they pass blocking i really want to chill but i ain't in that yet don't wanna live in excess Think I need her tonight like in excess But my mind is talking to me like Nigga, don't you send that text No. Take time to introspect So you can keep going to get those checks And give praises Cause never before have you been so blessed When the troubles of the world start to ail me I return to the place that never fails me The hues spread the news Giving color to your frailties The blues and the greens And all that's in between Like that Ride it out Hey The blues and the greens and all this in between. This is how I mean. One time. Hey. Something so wonderful and new. What you do, what you do, do, what you do.
Really? 
save me. I never gave a fuck about the hoes who betrayed me and traded me for somebody else where well, they can have them. Thanks for the rides to school and orgasms. Thanks for the cell phone bills that got paid. Been a pimp day one since I first got laid. Took rap more serious about the ninth grade when I first heard the first LP that Nas made. Nowadays music sounds so weird. Everybody clothes are tight, everybody got a beard. It's like the end of days that every rap fan feared. So the savior appeared on the stage and they cheered. I daydreamed while I sat on the bus, fantasizing of these whack ass rappers I crush. One day I make my whole neighborhood hot on the rooftop, like a Snoopy or Woodstock. A drop called Quest and it checked the rhyme video. It once was a dream, but I did it though. Nah, I never gave a fuck with the rest did. Now I'm on tour, making sure I'm well rested. Thanks to my fam and the fans who invested and always have my back when my faith got tested. Body in the trunk, gas tank low, and I'm running out of place to go. When the chips are down, would you hold me down? When I'm feeling like Charlie Brown. Money running out, bills so high. Just wanna float up to the sky. When the chips are down, would you hold me down? When I'm feeling like Charlie Brown. Yeah. I be feeling like Charlie Brown. I rather pick pen. From all of that dirt I've been in The burbs in the blocks The street curbs in the kitchen cookers Sold nightmares and dreams Boy, I got hookups Back in the day was just a week ago The memory's gone It's probably from that reefer smoke A nigga play Aretha when I'm needing hope And see the folks later That try to kick it like FIFA pros I lecture my sons about grades and chips Cause any drama's known to grade the wigs I do what my favorites did and still do So many try to make it, shit, I'm just trying to make it through So many really fake it, man, I'm just gonna keep it true Too many people hating, gonna see how the evils do I seen a gang of rain clouds out in Cali skies And felt turbulence without having a plane ride Y'all killing my high, killing my vibe, them drugs be Killing me inside, kill me and die I was never known for killing with kind I be killing the blind, script murder Like I'm noting the nine while I rhyme Please excuse me, I shot it was a newsie, I'm plotting the movie Pop extras in the jacuzzi, big dreams Still living loosely, loose leaves, no loosies The same bitches that was acting bougie Now they grouping groupies that wanna do me, do me I spark a doobie that you call a doozy The bait that groupie in a fucking hoopie Tell them I'm balling, but right now I'm doing it The type of dude you don't wanna have no kids The boy is just ridiculous <laughs> Look, I'm clowning, that's the state of mind I live in All bad when I pop the trunk, homie, get in Body in the trunk, no. gas tank low And I'm running out of place to go When the chips are down, would you hold me down When I'm feeling like Charlie Brown Money running out, bills so high Just wanna float up to the sky When the chips are down, would you hold me down When I'm feeling like Charlie Brown Browns, 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 Browns Keep that change, you filthy animal the hottest DJ
listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Hello, hello, hello. 
Don't say you can't, you won't, don't wanna Make it happen for you Just hear the world around you speaking Listen for the answers, for the answers Cause in this life you don't get what you want By doing nothing
You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. Rhythm is life. Rhythm is heart. Rhythm beats within our thoughts and parts. Listen to the journey of life as I speak to you. 28 rhythms of soul as we begin this journey. 28, a spiritual journey of self. A manifestation of life's divine purpose. An infinity production of harmony. 28 is where the great resonate love. Where angels speak their message through 28 souls on record. 28 blessings. Breathing, balance, guidance, positivity. Give life and journey through our melody. Close your eyes. Awaken the dream. Self-belief, value and integrity. Open your eyes. Feel the beat of 28 hearts. 28 parts of the world inside of you. Marching through the rhythm of unity. Singing success and prosperity. I give you 28 of all of us. 28 is freedom. 28 is the voice within. 28 is where we begin.
You can listen to the Fusebox radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Attic, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio. Feel free to contact us at FuseboxRadio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration, 